0: Um, today's scripture reading is taken from Luke chapter 1 verse 67 to 80. His, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, praise, praise, sorry. <laughs> praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Luke 1 67 to 80. Thank you.
1: Lashleen was with us in our trip to Bolivia recently, along with Muiwa uh, and Darcy. Uh, and shadow, good old shadow right there. We had a great time. So we were able to build some special relationships that so we're thankful for that. So we are looking at uh, going in this coming November, so you can kind of keep that in mind. first couple of weeks in November, if you're thinking about something like that, we'll talk more about it. So the nearness of our promise, we've been reflecting on God coming to us in the advent season. And he comes in nearness. And we've looked at a variety of texts from um, Paul's epistles, actually. And now we turn to a a Luke story. Story of the priest, uh, Zechariah, who was an older priest. Um, So I'm not quite sure what that age would be, but they are depicted as older. He and Elizabeth. And they are promised a child. An angel comes to them and promises a child. And Zechariah has a hard time believing that. He doesn't know really how that will take place. And so the angel says, well, because you're doubting, I'm going to teach you a little lesson, and uh, you're not going to be able to speak for a number of months, maybe six months. And so he can't do that. And finally, when the child is born, you remember the story, John the Baptist is born, who was a cousin of Jesus. And finally, he's able to speak again. He's able to open his mouth and he gives praise. And that's what this song that we just read, the Benedictus, based on the Latin text uh, as it begins, blessed be the Lord. Greek, it's kind of similar. And in a lot of our English translations, we pick up on that. So the song of Benedictus, what is that about for us? And because of the children's pageant, I'm going to keep our, our, my talk a little bit shorter today. We'll see what happens. Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl survived right through the Holocaust camps in Germany, Nazi regime. And he writes, any of us can say yes to life in spite of Everything. He was convinced of that, that no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter how dark it might seem, you can find life and rejoice in your life no matter where you're at. He was absolutely convinced of this. Any of us can say yes to life in spite of everything. So that's an invitation to us, because I'm not sure where you're at this morning, where challenges are out in your family, or stuff you hear on the news, situations around the world that are so frustrating and awful. We can get very discouraged about it all. Viktor Frankl writes, reminds us, any of us can say yes to life in spite of everything. He was surrounded by a lot of soldiers who, and a lot of just people, innocent people from Germany who happened to be Jewish and others who were if disabled or needy of whatever form were thrown in these camps. And for, for many of them, obviously, it was a terrible situation. And folk would take their lives because of how bad it was. And for Frankel, for him, that was not an option. And he would say, any of us can say yes to life in spite of everything. And so that was something that, you know, Zachariah had to learn in his own way. Didn't know if he could believe the angel's words or not. So we'll just keep that in mind as we go. And you, child, this is just the second part, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. Lovely image here. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us. It's the rising sun coming up. That's the image. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's where the angel says. So it's, it's, it's a very lovely piece. So just three points as we go. And the first one is that obviously this is a prayer. So the, the, this, this statement is a prayer. Blessed be. Zachariah prays. So this whole song and all, all the canticles of the, of the Christmas story are are Prayers. And we've said in the last little while that prayer is a conversation. Prayer is an engagement with God. Prayer is you saying yes to God, speaking and listening to him. That's what Zacharias engaged with here. And so when you read these kinds of texts, that's, that's, that's where it begins. So it's a reminder to you, to me, no matter what our situations, will we carry on with God in our relationship with him will we have the courage to keep moving forward even when we don't know what is at the end of the tunnel will I stay in communication with God, will you stay in communication with him so this Advent season that's where it begins and that's a choice that's a choice. Interesting, Viktor Frankl, in his writings, he says that the first, the first move for you and for me, forward, is action. Will we act? Will we decide and move forward? Or do we stay stuck and do nothing? It's a big thing. So even in the concentration camps, will somehow I move forward? Will somehow I act? Even though you may be stuck in a cell, you might be stuck in a cell with 50 other people, but will I act? Will I act in my heart and mind? Because that can never be taken away from you, no matter what happens physically. Will you act? And will I act? So in our action, will we pray? Will we lift up our eyes? Somehow, that's where he begins, so it's a prayer. Secondly, it's praise. The whole song is devoted to give thanks to God, cites actions in the past where God has helped Israel, and now he's looking at his son, starts in the past, then he comes to the present with his son, praising God that God will use his child moving forward. And so praise and Advent and Christmas is about getting our hearts and minds off of ourselves to be able to look outwards, to be grateful, to be thankful for what God is doing in our lives. So we come here this morning, children put on their pageant, haven't done one of those in a long time the little kids do their part so can we pause and be grateful and see that will we be able to see that and give thanks it's interesting that Kierkegaard has a line and he says the door to happiness always opens outside outward the door to happiness always opens Outward. I like that line. If we try to find it in ourselves, it won't work, Kierkegaard says, a great philosopher. Happiness only goes forward. You have to open the door out. And so the second part, beyond action, is, is that of loving. It's, it's moving out towards others. Can I lift up my eyes from myself, no matter where I'm at, and move towards others? Show that love to others. Can it be your family. Can you be your spouse? Can it be your relatives. Can it be your neighbors. Will I move out? And part of that is seeing and being grateful and thankful that you can do that. So, anytime we try to find our happiness inward, don't we? Try to find our happiness based on success. Try to find happiness based on our achievement. Try to find happiness in good grades, whatever that might be, lots of money. And Kierkegaard says that will never, ever, ever create happiness. No, how much, no matter how much you achieve. You can be a multi-millionaire, that won't create happiness, <laughs> it won't. It has to be a door going outwards in love, Viktor Frankl says. So how did he show love sitting in a Jewish concentration camp in Germany, how, how did he do that? That's what he wrote, he was committed to do that, whatever way he could. So action, moving outwards in love, whatever way we can do that in this Advent season, here in our church, in your families, your extended families, wherever that door can open outwards. And give praise, be thankful as you note those things. Keep a prayer journal, keep a thanks journal, something, keep mindful of what you're grateful for not just for the things you want to see, to check off on some list not all the ways you're unhappy how can you move forward, how can I move forward God is the God who comes near and we hear this statement, the distant God is become near and the God we feared is become the lover of our souls William Barclay wrote, the distant God is become near And so because he comes near, we can say yes. We can be thankful. We can be grateful. Then hopefully we can move forward. I don't know. Does that make sense? Distant God has become near. And then finally, thirdly, it talks about presence. The presence of God. So it's prayer It's praise, and now it's engagement with God in our here and now, no matter what the reality is, whatever you're facing, whatever the darkness might be. Can I stay in conversation with God and know God as my near God that walks with me? One writer, Goleman, Daniel Goleman, writes on Frankl's work, and he says, even the dark and joyless episodes of our lives can be times when we mature and find meaning he, meaning Frankl, he even posits that the more difficult the more meaningful troubles and challenges can be how we deal with the tough parts of our lives he observes shows who we are so what Goldman is saying and what Viktor Frankl really believed is that whatever the situations we face We can still act, we can still move forward, we can still love others, regardless of whatever pain, whatever that might be, and in fact, often when we deal in those times, Goldman says we can actually mature, we can move forward, right to the end. interesting, he writes Goleman writes that suffering obviously is part of life, right that's that's the third part we act, we're called to act two, we're called to love and three, the reality is is you and I are going to suffer and we already know that, right we've had lots of suffering in our lives already but yet more suffering is still ahead of us it's a cheery idea But it's true. Suffering is there. And indeed, death is there. And death is part of the whole reality, and we are called to move forward even into that. Frankl wasn't happy with taking drugs at the end to, to diminish our minds and our thoughts, what's going on. He argued, though, the more we're aware the better. Keep staying aware right through the whole thing, and there will be more and more opportunities to mature all the way through it. It's hard to do that, isn't it? Hard to do that when my dad was suffering at the end. Finally I went to the nurse and I said, nurse, can't you, can't you give my dad something because he's obviously suffering. So I'm thinking that I'm helping him, right? Maybe I did. But I made a decision for my dad at that point. I made that decision. It wasn't his decision. I made it. And so was that helpful or not? I don't know. Because my dad's in that situation, what's he experiencing? What's What's going on in his heart and mind right through all of that? Maybe there was more yet he still wanted to experience or had to experience. I don't know. I don't have an answer for these things. But Viktor Frankl would say stay with it till the end. So maybe there's wisdom in that. I don't know. But well, we do know that suffering is part of our reality. And if that's the case, how do I keep going forward, receive it? in a way that still builds my life, builds your life and those around us. So we don't have to get stuck in it. We can still mature and grow through it all. And so that was the opportunity for Zechariah, and that's the the opportunity for John the Baptist. John the Baptist goes forward, and he lives in the desert. And at the end, what happens? He has a moment of success prophet of God, finally his head is chopped off by Herod. So his experience, suffering was part of his experience. Suffering was part of the experience of Jesus our Lord, obviously. So I say all of that, not not to be a downer, but just to recognize how do we live our lives. So we are invited to act, you are invited to act, Frankel writes in another point, if you actually have a divine mission, then that is truly amazing. Grab it. He writes, I'm not sure what faith he was. You have a divine mission. All the better. Act. Secondly, love. Open the door out. Happiness is only out there. And thirdly, suffering, suffering part of that. For Zachariah, for John the Baptist, for Christ, for you and me in our own way, will we keep looking into Jesus through it all? Through it all, Andre Crouch used to sing, through it all. In Jesus' name, amen.